0: we're going to go to our first scripture for today. The first one is in Luke chapter 3, verse 21 to 22. And it reads, When all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And as he was praying, heaven was opened. And the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my son, whom I love with you, I am well pleased. And the second one is in Acts, chapter 2, verse 29 to 33. Fellow Israelites, I can tell you confidently that the patriarch David died and was buried, and his tomb is here to this day. But he was a prophet, and knew that God had promised him on oath that he would place one of his descendants on his throne. Seeing what was to come, he spoke to the resurrection of the Messiah, that he was not abandoned to the realm of the dead, nor did his body see decay. God has raised this Jesus to life, and we are all witnesses of it. Exalted to the right hand of God, He has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit and has poured poured out what you now see and hear.
1: Thank you, Gonzo, for that reading. Um, So that second passage that Gonzo read, um, Acts chapter 2, it said at the beginning that we are all witnesses to the fact that Jesus died, but he did not see decay in his death. He did not begin to decay because he had been resurrected, because he had been brought back to life. He did not decay. It also says that Jesus has been exalted to the right hand of God. And when he was on the cross, he was fully human, even though he was fully divine. And he was humbled down to our level so that he could be, he, he could take on our punishment. He could wipe our slates clean. and be, He could be the same level as us. And now he is back at the same level as God. He sits at his right hand of the Father, and he is one with him again. Um, because he has received the Holy Spirit, it goes on to say, in his fullness. So this is telling us that the Father, the Son, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, although they are all separate and serve individual purposes, they are one together, they are one and the same. And this is what Mike is going to get to in just a little bit. Um, he's going to get a lot farther than I will into it, but Jesus, who is fully man, fully divine, is the coming of the Father in the flesh, who has received the Holy Spirit in his fullness. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, they are three in one. Our final scripture today comes from Galatians 4, 4-6. through 6. It reads... But when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we may receive adoption to sonship. Because you are his sons, God sent the spirit of his sons into our heart. The spirit who calls out, Abba, Father, would you pray with me? Lord, we thank you for this beautiful day. We give thanks for this place of worship, and being able to be in your presence. Thank you, Lord, for the sacrifice and the sacrifice of the veterans. We ask you to speak through Mike so we may experience the Holy Spirit and may it enter our hearts this morning. In your heavenly name, amen.
2: They're getting into it. They always do. You know, uh, good, morning. good morning. Welcome to all of you that are joining us here at Marion Methodist and those of you who join online. Um, I think, you know, it's important for us to say that even on a holiday weekend, our tech team has to show up. They have to do their work and uh, I appreciate them very much. And of course, if you want to join that tech team, they'd love to have you. All right. And they can train you in a couple of things and you see how fast they fixed the problem right there, uh, which is wonderful. Um, Our two services today are very very different in the sense that this morning we had our celebration of independence at our earlier service You can look at that online Uh, If you if you'd like to uh, we celebrate our veterans we celebrate of course the great freedoms we have And I said at the beginning of my talk then the same thing that i'll say now is Everything I have Said here ever and what i'm going to say in a few moments every note that's been played prayer that has been said Is legal and free to be said in america because of the great gifts that we've received from those that are willing to to have intention and to give sacrifice to provide those freedoms for us i have friends in other countries that have to meet in basements they have to meet in hidden places they can't say the name of jesus they have to call him our friend those kind of things uh, we have no fear of driving our cars here and walking in here because we live in this great land of america and we're grateful for that, and so praise God, and I do want to uh, uh, to uh, give thanks for our great Bible school that happened this week. We had 217 kids, which is awesome, and seemingly an, uh, an equal number of volunteers. We had a great program Thursday night, uh, I know we filled that center with with eating and all that. So so let's come to today. Uh, I do want to welcome you to Marion Methodist. We are a global Methodist community of faith, and because we're starting a new denomination this is my first day yeah, you know so i i hope you get to know me a little bit better uh, yeah, i get a rookie i like that um but because we're in this new relationship we're seeing you know through the shield that you see there and others it's important for us to understand the nature of relationship and that relationship with the denomination i i know that um um some of us will understand everything i'm going to say just right now and others of you might think this is weird over the last 10 15 years of my marriage counseling my pre-marriage counseling something has changed a lot that didn't exist before and it usually starts when somebody sits down like how did you guys meet and they said we swept right we swept right you know, are in a dating app of some sort. And then after you do that, you say, oh, they're cute. Or, oh, I think, you know, whatever their profile says, I, I like a lot of that. Then they start what they call talking, which to me was like, so you guys were getting together and talk?" It's like, no, we're talking. We're getting to know each other. And sometimes I'm kind of amazed at how much uh, young people know about their spouse before they get married. Some of our 50-year-old couples, they're like, man, we don't know much, that much about her already. And we've been married 50 years. But, but, you know, they swipe right, and then they, they start talking on their, on their phones. And then I, I remember uh, some years ago, uh, half dozen years or so, meeting with a couple, and they were getting ready to get married, and they were talking about how they were talking back and forth and getting to know each other, and then they said something, and then we, and then we met. I'm like, hold on. All that happened before you met in real life? Well, yeah. We were just talking. And, and then they met and had their first date, And then it went on for a a little time. They took a trip or something together. And then it became official. How does a relationship become official? Yeah, they posted it on social media. It's a real relationship. So, you know, couples today understand the nature of relationships. They may have changed in the in the generation, but it's always important to know what's going on So in the last 12 months at Marian Methodist, we've been, you know, uh, navigating a new relationship We went through a, a time of discernment. We were talking and then we were told by a a, a, a company a group that and that did a lot of study that uh, the right relationship to was to get into relationship with the global Methodist church. We uh, swept right a long time ago we talked and now uh, We've met in real person and the relationship starts today. So welcome and if we're going to be in a relationship Then we're going to spend a few weeks in this series uh, reminding our community of who we are and uh, looking into what we believe and what the core of this relationship is. So you see the shield up there. There's some books out there called our growth group books. So even if you're in a, not in a growth group, I encourage you to grab one on the way, way on. They're a good manual to follow as we go through this uh, sermon series. So here we go. Marian Methodist is a Methodist church. And the articles of religion of the Methodist church have since 1784 been our standard of belief and practice. Now get this. The art, these articles include tenets of faith universal to all Christians. So if you're a Christian anywhere in the world, some of these tenets of faith of the Methodist articles of religion are for all of us. And there are some specific to the Methodist movement and every Methodist should come to know them. There are 80 million uh, Christians in the Wesleyan Methodist tree um, that agree with these articles. So today, we're just going to look at one. Let's take a look at Article 1. Article 1 of faith in the Holy Trinity. It, It reads, and you can see it in front of you, there is but one living and true God, which by the way, would be illegal to say in some countries. See, we believe there's just one God. We believe that there is one living and true God, everlasting without body or parts of infinite wisdom and good the maker and preserver of all things both visible and invisible the world we see the world we cannot see and in unity of this godhead there are three persons of one substance power and eternity the father the son and the holy ghost now those three scriptures that were read this morning come from what's called the catechism of the global methodist church and the catechism basically shares with us the 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 scriptural foundations of what we believe and these three scriptures though there's actually if you look in the catechism there's a dozen or so more about this particular doctrine these three show us uh kind of with a thumbnail uh glimpse uh, what the Trinity's all about in luke chapter 3 that's the story around jesus baptism in the river jordan by john the baptist All three persons of the trinity present themselves Jesus there in the water and as he comes up out of the water the holy spirit visibly descends like a dove One of the few times in scripture the holy spirit shows himself in a physical or a bodily form Comes down from the heavens like a dove and we see and hear the voice of the Father calling Jesus his beloved son. So you have all three persons of the Trinity presenting themselves to humanity in ways that we might understand. And then the second scripture that Gonzo read from Acts chapter 2, it, th- these all three persons of the Trinity are included in the first Christian sermon because if you know the background of Acts chapter 2, Peter's been filled with the Holy Spirit as have the other disciples, and he stands in Jerusalem in the very place that was that crucified Christ and that persecuted him and spoke these words uh uh, the the first christian sermon and uh it included these words that god anointed his son jesus for death and the father then raises him from the dead and exalts him to put him at the right side of him forever and the holy spirit is there in the world transforming because remember at pentecost the holy spirit comes down with tongues of fire and wind and allows people that had never studied other languages to be excellent in linguistic skill and be able to share the gospel in ways that people of all the nations of the earth gathered in jerusalem could hear it clearly so you again you you have the, the all three persons of the trinity being uh their work being seen their person being seen and in galatians 4 uh the 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 scripture that uh, Elijah read a few moments ago you see this description of what each person of the trinity is up to in our lives the the father sends the son to us the son offers to us adoption by grace into god's forever family and the spirit is moving in and around us giving us uh, clear messages sometimes nudging us nebulously to, to to follow things sometimes giving us those moments where we think oh you know i think god wants me to do this and we do that all of which show all these scriptures show uh, the article of religion show us that belief in the trinity in the triune god is central to christianity though the word trinity never uh, appears in the scriptures though this doctrine defies precise definition this doctrine arises uh, even though it's hard to to interpret this doctrine really arises from centuries of study of the old and new testament in the first three centuries of christianity you see there were no documents the, 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 there was the scripture was coming to life, and, and so uh, groups began to get together and say we need to understand exactly because people would take things differently like we do today, and so they said we need to have a center core, the kernel of our doctrine. So they got together in places like Nicaea, they got together in Chalcedon, they, they got together at the at the uh, um, the, the bequest of of Char- Charlemagne and one group wrote the nicene creed another the apostles creed one the creed of chalcedon all of which are trinitarian creeds that they show the central fact of our faith is that god is one in three persons this is a consistent teaching of the faith for the last 1700 centuries now the difficulty comes when we talk about god as three in one because christianity is a monotheistic faith okay still so stay with me for a minute There is one God. This is the God of the Hebrews and the God of the Christians. Mono means one. Theistic means God. And the one God exists in three persons. Now, you shouldn't be fatigued yet. But we do need to understand a little bit more about that. Because this is a little bit dicey landscape to understand, difficult, it has some depth and richness to it for, for centuries Christians have sought to explain the Trinity metaphorically one, one of the best known metaphors was was shared by Patrick the Barbarian you know him as St. Patrick probably with a guy named King Ardrey and he used the simple example of the shamrock which is why you see that as an element of faith sometime what what Patrick the Barbarian said to Ardrey was what do you see when you see the shamrock is it one leaf or three is it one leaf or three well you could easily say the answer is yes right it is one leaf but it's also three because but without the stem without the stem without a fourth element they're they're not the full leaf none of them are the full leaf by themselves and so unfortunately what we find in christian teaching and some of the things that we've studied is that many people well-meaning of course uh, constructed these heresies seeking a metaphor an explanation but none can capture all that god is everything that we say well god is like this falls short Because god is above and beyond that. So our ability and our opportunity is to consider the basics And and pray for our discernment In our relationship with god before we take a leap of faith. So let's make sure we understand that god is one essence In three persons essence and persons are not the same thing essence and persons not the same thing one essence means all three persons are God okay so a little bit about essence no matter where you meet me or how you come into contact with me whether it's here or whether you see the back of my head walk into the parking lot or see me in Menards or someplace uh, no matter how you cut it I'm always going to be Mike that's the only thing I can be that is my essence our essence is who we are essence is who exactly we are your essence is you my essence is me your essence is who you are you can be no one else you might go around and say you have a different name than you have right now but you are you and God is not a bunch of ingredients mixed together to make God that's not how the Trinity works you know my, uh, my mother she was at the previous service so I've told this story I'd still encourage you to pray for me because I'll see her again later this week. But my mother had a tremendous sense of humor. And years ago, when my nephew was in high school, sometimes he and his friends would arrive at her house and have snacks because she's like an amazing cook. But one year, they overlooked the fact that they'd gone there on the first day of April. And Mona had made these chocolate chip cookies, or that is what they appeared to be. But she had, instead of sugar, poured in salt. And instead of vanilla, pretty good squirt of mustard. And she baked the cookies. And the boys took the first cookie, and my nephew Travis took the first bite, and he almost snapped his head looking at Grandma like, what are you doing here? But these were respectful boys. So they finished their first cookie, but didn't ask for a second. Which is not... The norm at Grandma's house, but you see, what had happened there was wrong ingredients. They were missing something. See, our encounters with God miss no ingredients. God is not a sequence of ingredients that that's brought together with God. When we inco- encounter God, it's always fully and completely comprehensive. All of the essence of God is found in each of the three persons of the trinity to understand that all of the essence of god is embedded in and part of all three persons of the Trinity. So if if you say that you are a person, you have a personal relationship with Christ, maybe you received Christ here at this altar or at camp or somewhere else and you prayed and, and you believe and you live and you talk to Jesus daily, when, when you have a personal relationship with Christ, you are having a full encounter of God. I, I'm a person that when I say my prayers, I direct them to the Father. You know, I, I'd say our Father or dear Lord in heaven, dear Father in heaven, when we pray to the father and 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 we are intense and intentional in those prayers we are having a full encounter of all of god and if you are, have ever felt inspiration by the holy spirit if you felt the spirit nudging you to do something or commanding you to do something or even if maybe even in our songs this morning if you felt like the holy spirit was filling your heart you were having a full encounter with god each of the three persons are fully god Every single one of them father son and holy spirit and god is not one person playing three different roles you know um, I have poorly taught this before Because i've said what i'm going to follow these words with is a good example of the trinity and by the way it is not You know, I've said um, i'm i'm mike right and and within me there is the father I am a son and i'm a husband but i'm always mike but i articulate myself differently when i'm in those specific roles and while um a little bit of a heresy probably given uh, what we've we've said already that was not my intention what it is true is that falls short of a simple and crisp explanation of what a trinitarian god is because i'm simply talking about the roles that a person has and that is not a comprehensive view of the person all right i'm one person but just one each person of the trinity has distinctions or modes of existence within the one divine essence this is not incongruous god has no intention to be exclusive or, or elusive He wants us to understand himself as the eternal God. And so through Jesus, who lived a human life and was fully God and and fully human, as Caden said, he reveals the three great characteristics of his nature which bear most important on our human needs. This is his way of letting us get a grip of something so we're just not confused and overwhelmed by it all we know god is father the the maker of all things the creator of everything that was is and is going to be and in our article it says of everything visible and invisible he is the sustainer of the universe things don't start and things don't keep going without him we know that jesus christ is his son that he's the redeemer of the souls of all human beings, of all that desire salvation. When they come to Christ, they received it. And that was a full encounter of God. And we know that God embodies himself as the Holy Spirit, who is the God that works in the minds and the hearts of people yet today. So the word Trinity, tri, you know, which means three, unity, which means obviously together, are are three distinct personalities living and ruling in community together. So this has a lot to do with us Not just seminary teaching today The trinitarian god gives us an image of god living in community the father son and holy spirit live together in community Uh, This is a model for holy uh, for living in holy relationships with, with others Because when we look at the trinity each one of the persons of the trinity is of equal value and importance We're of course supposed to extrapolate that to the human community, which we don't always do, you know We need to see that every person is of infinite value and worth All of them are of the same importance to us And when we see the trinity, we see that Our relationship to the trinity to to god is based on and in the holy god We we pursue this unity Using our distinctiveness Because we all have different distinctive uh, Gifts and graces in us To bring glory to the world community And to bring glory to God in that world community So As we move towards communion, it's important for us to understand That no metaphor Or image can capture all that God is So we think we study we pray then eventually we take a leap of faith that allows us to believe what we do not see now we that are many are connected to one god and we in the christian church believe that holy communion builds that relationship the unity of which we partake in this morning now